All right, welcome to this week's Around the Campfire podcast. Seth and Devin here. Um, we're going to be sharing some stories uh, from this past week. Uh, maybe getting into a little bit of a Thanksgiving talk. Happy Thanksgiving, by the way. Yeah. Um, who's? I, I want to know how many people's favorite holiday is Thanksgiving. I feel bad for Thanksgiving. I feel like it is heavily mm-hmm. like it, it, like Christmas is right around the corner. Right. So it's just it lives in Christmas's shadow and it has its entire life. See, that's that's what I feel. That both. Which do you think is more, New Year's or Thanksgiving? Oh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah, because all the parties and stuff that happened. Like the biggest yeah. bar night of the year is the day before Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah, so like it no, they don't even get, get to, that. It yeah. doesn't even get that. Like it has nothing other than the most turkeys are consumed, <laughs> without question. Yeah, the most cookies, most turkeys are cooked but too like, long. At, like most people celebrate New Year's. New Year's. Yeah, most people New Year's don't is... celebrate Thanksgiving and or Christmas. I, I uh, religious regions uh, reasons. So like. I feel like it's just like have it's just see. I feel like everyone celebrates Thanksgiving. Are there, there people out there who don't celebrate Thanksgiving? I would think so, right? Maybe I don't know. Maybe if they're anti Christopher Columbus colonialism, I don't know. Yeah, me neither. I don't. I was hmm. just. I mean, I love Thanksgiving. Yeah, I do too. I love the the time of the year. I love getting with family. Right. And I love eating my weight in food. Right. All good things. All good things. All good things. Yeah. Yeah. I, li- I like Thanksgiving as well. Although this year will be different. Harder. But as you get older, right. as you have a significant other, mm, as yep. your um, siblings get significant others. Right. And your then they have kids. Move and you, they are like your cousins have yep. different, like it's, it's hard. Oh but yeah. I feel like my family does a really good job. Yeah. We did. We did actually did my family's Thanksgiving, which was more just us all getting together, like my immediate family, my siblings um, and their families, my parents. We did that last weekend because my sister works in healthcare, so she can't. She's working all weekend, Thanksgiving weekend, so that doesn't work. Um, and then actually on the other side, um, it's our off year for my wife's family. So I think we're going to go over there and have a little bit, but we're not doing the full thing. Um but we have a tradition we started like five or so years ago. We go up to a cabin um, with some friends, um, call it Cabin Weekend. Uh, Real original. <laughs> well, I actually asked this year because we call it Cabin Weekend, and it's always been called Cabin Weekend. I don't know why other than it's a weekend and we go stay at a cabin, which is self-explanatory, but it's like widely known as Cabin Weekend. Everyone calls it that. So it's like, when did we start calling it cabin weekend because that's a weird thing to start calling a weekend event you know yeah i mean it's kind of like my family I, I know i mentioned it in an earlier podcast my dad's shop and all that was up front right <laughs> yeah just always a thing it's like a weird front. but you yeah. don't know how it starts it just yeah i mean widely accepted it's kind of like one of those things too like where you have friends and you don't really know how you became friends yeah like they're like you're one of your closest friends right yeah you don't remember you and i have a story right and I, very well documented yeah. and not even that long ago everyone else though yeah, right. Well, like, is there going to be a, a different name for it? Or is it going to stay Cabin Weekend? Uh, no, it'll be Cabin Weekend for as long as it exists. Nice. I think yeah. we should do 
the bachelor party weekend with the same group of guys in a cabin, but have a different name for it. You know, it's funny. Like yearly. Every bachelor party I've gone to, I've said, I've said this. I'm like, we should do this every year and just have a bachelor weekend where we hang out as guys, do dude stuff, and just have a great time. And I've never, never, never done it. I have had, I mean, I, we, I'm pretty lucky. I do a lot of stuff with our friends. Like we take a trip every year. The Boundary Waters trip was this year. So some people would count that because the first year it started, we went for a bachelor party. It was my friend Logan's. Uh, he got married and that was kind of like his bachelor party it was a week on Isle Royal. So yeah. that one kind of, but no, I think that's a great idea. We should... I'm always down for a dude's weekend. So Yeah, just a a dude bro yeah. guy week. Yep. And yep. Month. Hundred percent. Year. Hundred percent. Okay. Um we have some fruit and beer here. Always. Um I'm seeing cherry tomatoes. Okay. But they're like the size of a grape. Uh orange, but like a yellowish orange. Yeah, they're they're pretty yellow. Yeah, they're on the yellow side. It matches their name. Um. Okay, let me guess. I'm gonna guess this is a. Just think simple. Yellow cherry popper. It is a golden golden berry. berry. Golden berries. Um. AKA. A cape gooseberry. Oh, cape gooseberry. Oh. So I've heard different. gooseberries before. I've never yeah. had them though. These schnozberries taste like schnozberries. <laughs> you okay. boys like Mexico? <laughs> All right, so... So this is a... We I, just pop these in our mouth? I believe so. Should I we confirm? Them. I washed them. Okay, well, that's um, good. They are, like, still sticky. Yeah, they are. Do have a little bit of stickiness to them. Um, so, Cape Gooseberry, otherwise known as a Peruvian hmm. gooseberry. Um. It's weird. It's in the nightshade family. I don't know what that means. I always thought nightshade was like poisonous. I think of the nightman. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all our uh, It's Always Sunny fans out there. Um, apparently it has a deliciously tropical flavor. We will find out. That is both sweet and tart at the same time. Okay, I'm popping it in while you do this. Yeah. Go ahead. The, apparently the leaves and the flowers are poisonous, but the fruit is not. Those Only are ripe fruits should be eaten as they as they could be toxic. What is <laughs> what does ripe ones look like? Because I hope I hope it's yellow. That's <laughs> why so you gotta wait until <laughs> I'm done reading. No, these are these are ripe. Um, that was it was good. Was it? It tastes like a wild berry to me, like. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like when you eat a berry in the wild, it tastes different than it does from the store. So it's like the same when you eat a blackberry from the store and a blackberry yes, in the that's wild. That, yes. One, the blackberry in the wild is much smaller. I get major blackberry vibes from this, actually. I mean, they're easy to eat. Yeah. Um. Yeah, definitely are easiest to eat. Except for I don't like that my fingers are sticky. I'm a big not sticky guy. That's why I don't like watermelon. I don't not like watermelon. I just I want my watermelon cubed where I can eat it with a fork. I don't want to 
dig my face into a half of a watermelon and be sticky everywhere. Beard problems. I am. The, I'm the same way. Um, the stickiness is easy to wipe away. It is. It's not not that bad. Um, I'm just a baby. They, these are good. Yeah. These They're are my third tart. one. Yeah. These are very tart. Mm-hmm. Yet sweet. And the pop. Very good. Yeah. I am a big fan, actually. Yeah. Same here. And in, in terms of eating it on a bus, very doable. You just couldn't like stick them in your pocket because they would get crushed and make your yeah i think you just um, get like pocket. a little baggy mm-hmm. uh, and then you put it in like the water bottle pouch ah yeah nice that's where i put like apples and stuff sometimes yeah smart um actually i keep my beef jerky and granola bar in there in my hunting backpack that i take out exactly. easy access yeah now i'm gonna have one more because they are delicious yeah this this little that one was very sticky but I'm going to suck it off. This this little thing, I think I'll probably eat the whole thing tonight. Yeah. You're going to get mad, mad poops tonight <laughs> if you eat that whole thing. <laughs> um, I like the little seed crunch it has. Actually. Yeah. I was expecting almost a pit when I first bit into it. I was a little careful so I didn't break a tooth, but yeah, no I pit. I you eat it. So, um, yeah, really good vitamin C uh, and carotene contents. Nice. Um, all good things all yeah. good things it thrives in full sun to partial shade um yeah cool yeah i would eat those again i would for sure yeah i would for sure eat those um um i like it i mean they're right up there with like blueberries and raspberries in my opinion in terms yeah. of like they're packaged similarly they're similar sized yeah no the, they're smaller than a grape a little smaller yeah than a grape. just a little bit um it's the size of the smallest grape in your package. Mm-hmm. You know, when you buy grapes and there's like a few little ones. It's, it's the size of the giant mega blueberry in your package. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. I, had one, I almost sent you a. I almost sent you a picture. It was. Ma- it was actually bigger than all of these, but it was massive. And then I could just I I just kept putting like more bars in more places. And yeah. It was like downsize, downsize, downsize until the smallest blueberry. Um, while I was on the phone with this customer the other day and my boss is like, I like what you did there with your blueberries. And I was like, what? And I didn't realize I did it. So yeah. Like, just oh, yeah. like, that's funny. Uh, you also provided the beer today. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, you, you so brought, thank you, you Devin. Brought, you brought this. Um, we have a great lakes brewing company, Christmas ale, ale with spices and honey. Um, tis the season. See, you speak about overshadowing Thanksgiving. And then you're bringing a Christmas beer in. I bet you $50 <laughs> to go find a Thanksgiving beer. Is there like a pumpkin pie beer? That'd be your closest. You're like. Hmm. It says do there's not. Like, oh, wait, go ahead. There's Oktoberfest. Yeah. There's the pumpkin beers, which are all October based, mind you. Yeah. You, even pumpkin pie, that might be more Thanksgiving, but like. Right. Everything was. Yeah. There's. You're, you're pro- what are they you know make what? a gravy beer <laughs> stuffing. Hey, this has hints of uh, gravy with cranberry sauce. Um, um, paired nicely with Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> oh, that's funny. You know what I think would be November's beer? Like if you had like Oktoberfest would be October. Oh, really? This would be December. Oberon would be June. You know, what I'm saying. Oberon, they happen in March. 
I don't know. I, okay, whatever day it is, then March. But you know what I'm saying. But it's more, it's more of a June beer. I, sure. I, yeah, that's my thought was like June is like the beginning of summer. That's when like I start craving it. Yeah. Um, I think November would be camo can bush and bush light. My uh, dad. Grande is March 22nd. Oh, okay, perfect. So I March could be Obrande. I almost bought uh, this other beer that was Deer Camp. I think it was See? called Deer Camp. That's a good November beer. That's a great November beer. Great it was November a beer. Orange box with antlers all over it. <laughs> I love that. And then it uh, and it said Deer Camp, and then it had a a um I don't know what is it. What are those things that you hang on your door? A wreath. Oh, had a wreath, wreath made okay. out of antlers and with guns inside of it. Nice. And I totally would have bought it, but it was an eighteen pack. Um, that's a big commitment. And I was like, what if these are bad? Right, right. Uh, easy drink. I mean, you drink it at Deer Camp, obviously. Yeah. And I was like, this is a Seth beer. <laughs> Tis the season. But yeah, Camel Can Bush, for sure. Yeah. Tell us about this beer. What? Um, It just says. What did it say? Oh, on, it? on the can it says, or on the bottle it says, do not open till Christmas. Whoever coined that phrase obviously hasn't tasted Christmas ales, fresh honey, cinnamon, and ginger flavors. Nice. Where is this from? Um, Great Lakes Brewing Company. Yeah, I definitely. Out of Ohio. I, had to find, I had to find a Michigan beer. I, th- but I it said it's from Ohio. Yeah, wow. I think so. They're stealing. I think um, this is the. I could be wrong on this. Uh, Craig, let us know for next week's um, lingerers. Uh, I think this is the same brewery that makes the Edmund Fitzgerald beer. There's no way this can be Ohio-based then. Yeah, the Edmund Fitzgerald, it comes from, I think it's from Great Lakes Brewing Company. Because I Ohio, think that... Ohio, come on, Ohio. We are <laughs> surrounded by... Yeah. It's just like Wisconsin trying to become the mitt, and they're just, they want to be us. Mm-mm. They hate us because they ain't us. Ain't us. Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> um, it's pretty good. It's... It's an ale for sure. It has. I I don't get Christmas when I drink it. Me neither. I don't but, know if it's because of the berries and the smoked salmon I'm eating. Yeah, right now. that could be my problem too. Um, it has a nice um, ambery red amber color though. Yeah. No. It looks great in a glass. Yeah. It looks good. Um, well, Devin. Speaking of Deer Camp. In November, um, I have a story that I don't, to be honest, don't really want to share. Um, I, I like a lot of times I'll dramatize things for the sake of entertainment. Um, this isn't one of those times. <laughs> this is the emotions that I'm about to, um, you 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 already suppress them. Yeah, like I, up. they're real. Like I'm not acting in this. If you're if you're listening and you're thinking, okay, we get it. No, genuine genuine emotions. I'm about to share. So I'm I'm, I'm not even joking. This is I had a very humbling weekend. I, I'm going to be very vulnerable in sharing it because it was tough. Um, for those of you who don't know. I went home this weekend um, to Millington. It's over by the thumb of Michigan. It's where I grew up, where my parents still live. Um, 
left Friday, left work early, picked up my friend Jake, had all our hunting stuff, um, hit traffic. Go ahead. You, I was just saying your eyes. I'm like genuinely. Yeah. Genuinely. No, is... I was, I was, ups, I was frustrated, upset. There's a lot of emotions. And you're, yeah, I'm going to, is... I'm going to bring you through the full gamut yeah, of, of what I was feeling. Real. That's how I know it. <clears throat> so picked up him. We hit traffic. We got home later than we wanted to. So we literally changed right away. I put on all my hunting stuff. We went out behind my parents' house. Didn't even say hi to my parents. They weren't home. They were going to be there soon. I was like, nope, we're going out. So we sat. My friend Jake sat in the front. I sat in the back. He had like 20 deer in this field in front of him. Uh, Only problem was he couldn't shoot at any of them because, one, they're decently far away. And, two, um, there's like houses across the street from this field Um, as well as like – so pretty much you're shooting at something – no matter what that you don't want to be shooting at. So it's a hard spot to hunt because you're either shooting at my parents' house or barns or the neighbors across the street, or on the other side, there's um, like a trailer and like these, these cars and stuff. So he couldn't get a shot. I was in the back in like two minutes before legal hunting was done, which is 30 minutes after the sunrise or sunset. Sorry. When you say front and back, you're talking about property. Yes. Like so lying. they yes. So they live on a farm and the front has fields and then there's woods and a swamp and then the back has another field. Got it. Just want so, to clarify. Yep. And so by the way the crow flies were, you know, I don't know, four hundred yards apart, but you know, we have, you have to drive to get there. You have to drive to get there. Um and so Right, like two minutes before legal hunting ends, a doe, three does come out. And so I can see them. I, you know, pull up my gun. It's a pretty far shot. And I'm like, it's night one. Pretty much shouldn't be taking this shot. It's not really a good shot. I'm going to pass. Hopefully I'm not kicking myself for this. Because I could see the whole body of the deer. It just would have been risky. Um and so I'm like, I'm just going to be patient. I'm not going to take a bad shot because if I wound this deer, I'm going to feel really bad. You know, not what I'm trying to do. So, and the shot would have been like 95, 90 yards, which is I'm shooting a shotgun with buckshot. Yeah, that is. That's a, a very far shot. Um, that's typically farther than they say you should shoot buckshot. But, you know, it you can kill a deer at that distance. So anyway, we go in. We, you know, eat chili drink some beer, play cards, typical deer camp stuff, get a good night's rest up at 5 a.m. And we're going to hunt a different property. So he's a different farm. So we go over, um, set up our blinds again, honestly, probably about 500 yards apart again, but couldn't see each other. Um, I, right when the sun comes up, um, as soon as I can start seeing, I'm seeing deer. There's deer all around me. Oh, good. Yep, I'm I'm seeing they're pretty far away. I had a few that were again, would have been really long shots. Didn't feel like a risk I was willing to take. Had one doe coming in towards me. So she's probably a hundred yards away and coming my direction. Um, do you use calls at all? I don't, no. <clears throat> no. Okay. Um 
So naturally, she's just walking in. Yep, she's just eating in a field. We're, we're hunting cornfields and soybean fields, so the deer are coming out no matter what, and you're just trying to get them close enough. And and I normally I like taking mature deer, um, older bucks or you know big does. I don't like taking you know small bucks or small deer. Not something I'm I'm really into. Um, and so this deer is coming in towards me, and I hear a shot really close. And my friend Jake texts me. He says, just shot at an eight point. I'm like, okay, awesome. And we have been joking around this whole, like the drive and this, this weekend that we were going to collat, like in Call of Duty where you like get a collateral where you kill two deer. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to get a collat. So I'm like, no way this might actually happen. He just shot at a buck. I have a doe coming in at me. The doe was not disturbed by the shot. It's, you know, like I said, maybe 500 yards away. Didn't bother her at all. She keeps eating. I think she looked up and then went right back to eating. And so I'm like texting him. I'm like, I have a doe right in front of me coming my way. He's like, all right, let's go. And then all of a sudden, without warning, and the doe is probably close enough to shoot at this point, just turns and runs. And normally they do this thing. If you've never like spent a lot of time around deer, they, they have like three things that they do and they feel like they're in danger. They blow out all the snot out of their nose it sounds like a sorry if that was really loud in your ear but that's what it sounds like it's just very loud and they're like i don't know if this is true but what i've always been told is they're clearing out their nasal passages so they can smell better which makes sense maybe true maybe not well maybe craig will remember that for next week um they'll stomp their feet they'll do like cute little stomp and then they'll put their tail up and it's a white tail and it just signals danger for them didn't do any of that just turned and booked it away from me and so i'm like okay probably should have taken the shot but it was moving my way who would have known jake goes out starts looking um at where he shot for some blood no blood uh no hair no nothing I just wanted to confirm, Craig just texted me, it is so that they can smell better. Perfect. Yep. yep. And it is when they sense danger. Yeah. So that deer did not do any of those things. Um, <clears throat> but we, so we go out, we're looking for any sign that Jake hit this deer. Um, he's not shooting buckshot. He's shooting, it's a Bushmaster 450. It is a, in Michigan, you can't use a rifle or the, the bullet you use cannot taper. It needs to be straight in Correct. in certain areas of Michigan. It's a really weird rule. So it's because of the, the increased housing right. and development and the that, congregation of that's people. their reasoning, but no other state no, I know. I follows know. that and <laughs> it's not it's a nonsensical rule. I understand I think it's like, only because we are Michigan and anything above Claire. Yeah. There's just sparser people and they're like, yeah, let's just eh, use that's that. fine. That makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's silly, but it's yeah. just, it's always been that way. So it's the Bushmaster's a workaround cause it's really is a rifle, but that is legal. Anyway, he shoots that we determine he did not hit this deer. So we're like, well, that's a bummer. He's really upset cause he just missed a nice buck and he's, he's kicking himself. So we go home to my parents' house. We're like, okay, well like, let's shoot your gun. Let's see what happened. Yep. So make sure we're on site so we can go out tonight. So put up some cardboard, start shooting. It's a little bit high and to the left. Um, and so he, you know, 
sights it in a little better, but he only has so many rounds. And so we get it as close as we can. And then he's like, okay, I'm just going to aim accordingly. Um, <clears throat> so we're like, okay, feels good. He's two bullets left. One of his own, one that I stole from my dad's, well, didn't steal, but took from my dad's, um, gun safe. So we go out that night at like 1 PM hunt all the way till like six o'clock. I did not see a deer, nothing, no action. Jake didn't really see it much. My dad didn't really see much. All of my dad's friends who were out hunting didn't really see much deer just were not moving. So we're like, that sucks. Saturday, Saturday night. Yep. Hunted for five hours, nothing. And so at this point I'm like, I was really hoping to have a deer bag by now. Like I, it's Millington is very quote unquote easy hunting in terms of there are so many deer. I mean, just everywhere. And, and we have, I have three different farms we're hunting. I had hunted at all of them at this point where, you know, spread out, there's three of us and it just wasn't happening. Couldn't get close enough. And we're like, okay, tomorrow morning. And I was, I was hoping to be back in Grand Rapids, um, leave Millington around three. So I wouldn't get to do the evening hunt. So we're like tomorrow morning, last chance. Jake's already heartbroken because he missed a deer. <clears throat> my spirits are high, but morning hunts have never been, been my thing. I've never had much luck. So how, how early are you waking up? Ooh, five fifteen, I think we set the alarm for. So we're out there by like six fifteen, six thirty, because legal shooting starts around seven. Yeah. So we get up early, we go out there. Um Jake, seven thirty AM. <clears throat> we're hunting at two different spots. I'm in my dad's blind. And he is at where he was hunting the other times. Um, and he texts me at 7.30, just shot an eight point. I hit it. I'm like, let's go. This is awesome. So I'm like, I'm going to keep hunting. Stay in your blind. Don't go after it. Um, you know, let it go die. Because the idea is if you shoot a deer and then you immediately go try to track it, you're going to spook that deer up and it's going to run and it's going to go farther from you. It's going to be harder to find. If you leave it alone, it'll go, it'll lay down and peacefully pass away. So <clears throat> he waited an hour. I texted my dad, I was, you know, let him know what was going on. So my dad went and met him. I was going to keep hunting cause I'm trying to get my own done. So they're out tracking, uh, this deer, they're finding lots of good blood like huge spots of blood there, you know, he definitely hit it. Definitely a good hit. Um, but they end up spooking the deer. So they, it hasn't died yet. It runs away and they're like, well, that's not good. So they're still kind of tracking it. <clears throat> Meanwhile, a doe walks out in front of me and it's like 60 comes out at like 80 yards and starts moving in and gets to about 65 yards. And that's where I feel comfortable taking a shot, like 65 yards with buckshot, no problem. Like I shot deer at that distance, killed them, hasn't been an issue. And so I'm like, this deer's still moving towards me, but who knows? The last deer just freaked out for no reason and ran away. I it's this is a nice doe. I want to take this doe. So I pull up my gun. I put my bead right on its front shoulder, just like I've done every other time I've shot a deer. I squeeze the trigger. The deer jumps in the air, which is usually a good sign. Uh, usually it does this like back crunch thing where it like 
literally like crunches its back and then that usually means you got a good hit and it takes off running and so i quick re-rack another shell and i'm like well my thought is i'm pretty sure i hit this deer because it did the back crunch thing i'm gonna throw out another shot at it while it's running you know hopefully hit it and then quick up quicken up the process and or make sure i get this deer so i shoot another shot at it so i've not shot it twice does the same thing crunches up the back again keeps running at this point it's like over 100 yards away and i just throw up another shot at it because i'm like what's it gonna hurt (laughs) i aim a little high i throw out another shot this deer i can only see its head because it kind of ran down this hill and and then its head goes down i'm like okay hopefully it's there dying so i like i'm texting i'm like just shot at a doe not really sure what's going on yet they're like okay we're still tracking a deer they end up jumping the deer again so now it's like it's like 12 o'clock in the afternoon they're like we're gonna give it a break hopefully this thing goes and dies we're gonna take it up in another hour i'm like okay i'm gonna go check for blood or you know see if my deer's dead it's ran ran right next where i parked our our four-wheeler so i'm like I get up and I get up and uh, look at where I shot it. No blood. Um, and then I can see the deer down the hill, and it's eating. It's it's eating corn. <laughs> it's just casually like chewing. I'm like looking, and then it looks right at me. I didn't even know the deer was still there. Or, you know, I didn't see it leave the area, but I didn't. You know, then it kind of meanders and walks back into the woods and so at this point i'm like i didn't hit the deer i i missed it because that's not how a deer that's just been shot acts and i walk up to where it's been standing no blood no nothing i'm like i miss this deer i have no like i'm like baffled because not that i'm some crack shot but like i'm shooting buckshot at 65 yards uh, 60 like yard, yeah that's that's not doesn't take a lot of skill you literally put the bead on the front shoulder and you pull the trigger. You know, it's not like You're I'm shooting a rifle shooting a basketball at, at 800 that. yards. Yeah. And so I'm like a little, I'm upset, but I'm like, that was weird. Flukes happen. You know, the deer might have, you know, ducked or whatever. Who knows? I move past it, but I'm upset. I go over to try it. Now I'm trying to help Jake uh, and my dad track this deer. We gave it, they gave it a break. We took my dad's mule, which is a little like side by side ATV thing, into Kawasaki. the woods. Uh, I don't know if the mule's a Kawasaki or not. It very well might be. I think it is. I think you're right. Um, Craig. <laughs> yeah, Craig looked that up. So anyway, we keep tracking this deer, and we're starting to lose hope. I am indeed correct. Nice. Nice. So I might just go very nice. Very nice. <laughs> um, so we're tracking this deer. We all have our we have our guns. But my, you know, we're walking and we are spotting drops of blood the size of like the head of a needle on leaves. It had also rained a little bit in the afternoon. It sprinkled. So it's even harder now. The blood's a little bit washed away. And so we'll come across a big spot and then it thins and it thins and it thins and it thins until you're like, there's no more blood. And then you find another little bit. And then all of a sudden there'll be a big spot and then it thins and it thins and it thins. And so we're like, at this point, we have been standing here looking at the ground for, I don't know, five to 10 minutes, trying to find the next blood to see what direction this deer went. And we round this corner of brush 
and up jumps this deer. It is now like three in the afternoon. This deer was shot at 7.30 (laughs) a.m. And Les lost a lot of blood. My, as it gets up and runs, my dad yells, shoot it. And so we all are, my gun is on a sling. I'm taking it off my shoulder. My dad pulls up and blasts this thing in the front shoulder with buckshot. Just, and down it crumbles. It just crumbles on itself. And we all turned and just jumped with joy because at this point, like one, yeah, it's great that we found the deer after hours and hours of tracking that they did. I didn't do very much at all, like an hour or two. You're very excited, but more so because if you don't find this deer, you know it's going to die. And so if you don't get to it, coyotes will. And so the idea of wasting that meat is, it's, it's it's tough to deal with. Like part of being a hunter is taking, it's the same reason I didn't shoot that first night or that next morning because you want to take ethical shots that you feel confident can kill that deer. And so finding it is just a huge weight off of Jake's shoulder. This is his first buck, his first real deer. He shot a little button buck a couple years ago on accident. I just can't get over the fact like your dad <laughs> just gets on it. And yeah. Just, oh, uh, just blasted this thing <laughs> and it tumbled. It tumbled goes, down. Shoot it. Yeah. <laughs> <He> literally, <laughs> He's the first one. literally had that thing up. We Jake didn't even have a scope to his eye yet. Uh, so we gutted it, cleaned it all out. End up finding out that it's a really old buck had no teeth left. Oh, like, wow. Yeah, not which, you know, the teeth is typically, that's really the only way I know how to age them is you look at the teeth and basically the less teeth, the older it is. So this deer, we figure, was like six or so years old. That's my official guesstimation. I, I have no idea. Um, we got it. We had to drag it a couple hundred yards to get it to the mule, and then we could drive it the rest of the way out of the woods. But ultimately, we're very happy. Okay. Yeah. Jake gets, gets his deer. We're very excited. And so I'm like, well, at this point it's like three 30. I have like two hours. I'm like, I'm going to hunt the rest of the night. Uh, just drop me off at, you know, what you think the best location is. I'm already not making it back to Grand Rapids. I might as well finish this night out. So I hunt. So I actually sit in the same spot that he shot this buck from, except for I'm in a tree stand and he was on the ground. So I'm up in this tree stand and I, and waiting and we're like 20 minutes till dark and I start to lose a little bit of hope and then out of nowhere a deer walks out of the woods 30 yards away stands right in the open and I'm like let's go the golden light like shine. yes I'm like I I didn't get to hunt last year I have hunted every day of gun season this year I was out bow hunting until I hurt my arm I've been researching and spending money and like poured a lot into hunting over the course of this these last few years. Like I really enjoy hunting. It's something that is a family Very tradition. Rewarding. I do it with my friends. I do it with my family. It's it's something that I really deeply care about. Um, and so when this deer walks out and I'm like, finally, like I'm going to fill my freezer with meat. I am going to, I'm just very, I'm very excited. And so I pull up my gun. I rest it on this. There's like a metal bar that goes around. Um, I put the bead right on the shoulder at 30 yards with buckshot. It's not even, I mean, it's a gimme, you know. And I pull the trigger. And the deer looks at me and just stares right at me. 
and then walks ahead into what, not into brush, but I have a tree in front of me, so it walks like where the branches are blocking my view, but in farther into the field, so more into the open, but less where I can see it. And I can see it looking back, and another doe walks right into where it was standing, right into that spot. And so I pull my gun back up, and I put it I put it a little bit lower this time, thinking, well, maybe I'm like shooting over its back. I don't know. And I pull the trigger, and the deer looks at me and just stares right at me. And then it looks behind him, and four more deer come out. And I have six deer standing in front of me at 30 yards, and I cannot kill them. I have shot now five shots today, which is what comes in a buck buckshot thing. I have no ammo in my gun. These deer are at 30 yards. I can't hit them. I don't know why. I'm going to leave after I drove three hours to be here and I have to drive three hours home that night. I am sitting in a stand with six does in front of me and no ammo. And even if I did have ammo, I, I, w- I wouldn't have been able to kill them. And so you're probably thinking, Seth, you might be the worst shot with a gun that's ever existed if you can't hit a deer at 30 yards with buckshot. And I would agree with you. I am a terrible hunter. There is no question about that. If if there was a question, this weekend cleared that up. I am not a good deer hunter. I contemplated selling all my stuff. Then I calmed down. I came back down to earth after many swearing conversations and with yourself and my dad and Jake just being very, very upset. I didn't have an appetite. I just I was very happy for Jake. Um It's tough to be happy for someone when and and I really when like it's like over like when it's like there's like that cast over yourself. Yeah. And I don't even like not even like no jealousy. I was very, I was truly genuinely so happy for him. And like, if we wouldn't have, I told him this, if we wouldn't have found that deer, it would have been a very heartbreaking weekend. Even more. It would have been very tough. Like genuinely, like I know people have a lot of real issues. So me talking about my issues being, I didn't like, we didn't get a deer, like very minor in, in the grand scheme of what's going on in the world. Like I get that. Well, I mean, it's kind of like when you study super hard for a test and you fail. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's like still heartbreaking. I put in the work, I put in the prep, and at the end of the day, I'm I was going home empty handed. Um and that sucked. It really did. And like I've hunting gun hunting is not hard, in my opinion. Or and that's kind of the stance I've had for a while. In terms of like bow hunting is like a genuinely difficult thing to do. To get that close to a deer and to hit the shot, it's very difficult. I give them a lot of credit. Gun hunting, mm, not as much. I was very humbled this weekend because I hunted a lot and I grew up hunting. Like I grew up shooting guns and walking home empty handed was very like, did you eye opening? Did you buy blanks? So, okay. We don't know exactly what happened yet. We're still trying to figure that out and I'm, I'm going to figure it out this weekend, but here's what we think happened. The other deer I've killed, I have shot not with this gun. I use my dad, same gun, different barrel, uh, and and I'll kind of break down what that means in a second. 
So basically the gun that I had used previously has a 30 inch barrel and the one that I was using this weekend is a 26 inch barrel. So it's four inches shorter, which this is, this is where it's my fault. I mean, it's all my fault because I'm the one who took the shot and this is my gun. So I take all the blame for not knowing my equipment, not taking an appropriate shot, missing that said shot. Um, all my fault, but I think what happened is that barrel being four inches shorter limits your range quite significantly. And the other thing is I pulled out, so shotguns have or can have what's called a choke. And so you have, there's a lot of different chokes. The most common are open, modified, or full choke. And essentially what that is is a tapering that you can, and some barrels you can take them out. On mine, you can take the choke out and change it. And I've used this gun for shooting like clay pigeons and stuff and trap shooting and things, but I've never gun hunted with it or deer hunted with it rather. Um, And so I pulled out the choke when I got home and it's a modified choke, which means you want like a full choke on something like this. If you're shooting a deer at, you know, over, you know, 30 yards, you want to have a full choke in it, which is going to make a tighter pattern. So a buckshot is a bullet that has a bunch of like seven or eight or nine, depending on what kind of buckshot, um, bolt like not bullets, but, uh, essentially increases your range by keeping the pellets tighter so that when you aim at the deer, all the pellets are going to hit the deer. Correct. Yep. So whereas other chokes, i.e. a modified modified or open widen that spread, which means up close, you may hit more pellets, but further away, those pellets are going to be dispersed. Right. So it's essentially like throwing sand. Yes, exactly. It's exactly right. So, you know, with a modified choke, it's really good for bird hunting because it's going to spread out and you, you, you know, you can wing a bird with, you know, these pellets where with buckshot, you want it to be, you want to throw these out there in a eight inch radius or circumference, whatever. Yeah, it's like the difference between throwing a spear and throwing sand. Yes, and so I was throwing sand at these deer. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to go buy this exact brand of buckshot. I'm going to take this gun up when I go up north this weekend. I'm going to shoot it at cardboard, and I'm going to see the spread pattern on it. And now, granted, if I shoot it at 40 yards and the pattern is tight... I, I don't know what I'll do. I'll be very, very upset with myself. At, I I don't know. I'll have to rethink. What what uh, what kind of scope? Are you, are you using a scope? No, no scope. Okay. It's just so a bead not, at the end of the barrel. Yeah, so it's just. Yeah, it's sights. like the most. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, literally yeah. like. So it's, do you know what it's sighted in for? It You don't really sight in buckshot because, well, says the guy who just missed three deer um yeah no technically speaking you don't you right just compensate you, well yeah you would you would pattern it yes and what pattern it means is look at okay if i shoot this at 20 yards this is how tight it is if i shoot at 40 yards this is how tight it is at 80 yards this is how tight it is and because so, if you shoot another common thing especially in turkey hunting that happens is if i shoot turkey load which flies very tight you your uh what's what's the word i'm looking for your ability to 
your what's the word room for error your room for error is very small your margin margin thank you oh that was killing me your you. margin of error is small because if you're off it flies in a tight pattern you have to hit its head and so if you don't hit its head you won't kill it whereas with a deer you're shooting into a much bigger space than a turkey's head and so you want it to be like a 12 inch pattern at you know 80 yards 90 yards whatever so just just a quick segue here. Do you think some of the pellets hit the deer that you shot? I don't. I don't. I'll tell you why. I would if if it did, I would have blood. I didn't have blood on either of these I deer. I mean, one or two pellets might not produce a lot of blood or It wouldn't, any. but they would still act like they got shot. The two deer, the the last two deer that I shot at. Oh yeah, they looked at you, that's right. They looked at me and continued eating in the field. They like, weren't they didn't, scared of no, you at all. No. I shot twice. From 30 yards away at these deer. This We were also joking about this. Okay, I shot a shotgun at these deer from 30 yards away. Couldn't be bothered. I have literally... That think that nothing's flying out, dude. I Trust me, I've I've been playing through the scenarios in my I'm head like, non-stop. They are older rounds, but they, for sure, I looked at the shells. They weren't blanks. They were double-op buck, which just... A, there's triple lot and double lot and doesn't yeah, yeah it determines how many pellets you have but yeah no i mean unless like even if you were missing you see the ground get yeah up a little bit i mean you can't it happens so yards. fast you like in and, and it had rained so oh, it's not like you're yeah. seeing the dust fly i don't know i'm gonna but go buy this exact same round they're like 20 bucks a box i'm gonna go spend 20 dollars. i'm gonna shoot it at some plywood or cardboard and we'll know then we'll know what yeah. happened um, or at least have a better idea, but I don't, I don't think it hit them because all of those deer continue to eat and act like they had not been shot. And one pellet is enough to kill a deer. Oh, if you yeah. get one pellet in the lungs or the heart or the liver, you'll kill that deer. Now you want a lot more than that, but yeah. Cause your percentage of killing, the right. Goes your up. chances go way up the more pellets you get as well as quick dying. And I've shot deer at 40 yards before and they drop right in their place they do not oh yeah they don't like they just drop right there so yeah i don't think i hit any of these deer i man the stories they're telling i know they my friend johnny sent us a meme and it's two deer talking in a field and it says is this the same guys last year and the other deer says yeah we should be all right (laughs) (laughs) and uh that's a true story for me so Honestly, and again, I I know I'm. It's this sounds really dramatic, but it genuinely heartbreaking. It like genuinely, I, almost shed a tear. I'm not exaggerating. I mean, it's heartbreaking for me. I don't get any meat. I don't even get to. Eat jer- yeah, oh, I don't yeah. get to. I don't get to eat any jerky steaks. Oh, me neither. I. Yep. You technically still have this weekend. Yeah. Right? I, I I didn't hunt yesterday. I needed a reset. Oh, I, <laughs> I genuinely needed to not be in the woods um, for my own mental sanity. It's hard though because Millington deer everywhere. My hunting, Sounds like it. You... yeah. We saw. We figure we saw between the three of us, my dad, Jake, and me, over forty different deer in the Did course of three days. He um, he shot a three point earlier this year that was not doing well. 
it was a mercy kill type situation where he was just taking it out of its misery. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he got a little bit of meat from that. And then he, but he only shoots, you know, bigger bucks and then he might take a doe, but he, you know, he's, he's going trophies now. Yeah. I mean, he'll take a doe if he wants the meat, but he's not really in need of the meat as much. And, you know, he just likes being out there and it is, it is very, yeah. So he, he's a little bit pickier and you know, he is, he watches these deer. I mean, they have, so my dad has a doe and three fawns and a doe and two fawns that literally live in our yard. Like I'm not exaggerating. There will be 12 deer like by our bird feeder. He sends me pictures and videos all the time, just hanging out. But those deer are off limits to shoot because He's got kind of an attachment to them because and your mom probably does it, too. Yeah, because they watch him, and so and even you know there's him hunting. He has these two does that are smaller does. Well, one's a button buck, one's a doe, that come out every day. Then he just tips his hat and he's like, Yeah, and he he likes watching him. He's kind of built a relationship with these deer, and so he doesn't shoot those ones, but he will shoot a doe. He just he's like top of the morning. Yeah, literally. He's like, Hey, hey, how's it going? Yeah. So He's like, hey man, 150 yards that way. That's <laughs> what you're looking for. Nice, nice big guy. <laughs> nice big guy. His name's Tom. <laughs> Tom um, he, he's got a mean around these woods. We'd really like it if you took it out. We're trying to, yeah, you know, settle down We're here and have tr- some make kids. The, make this a pleasant place to live. <laughs> We're trying to have some fawns of our own. We all got to live here, you know. Um, but no, Jake. Very proud of Jake. He first deer. First, uh, second deer. First non fawn. He he shot two years ago. This was his first <laughs> okay. year. He accidentally shot a one horner because he didn't see the horn and just was trying to take a doe and didn't like. It's hard to judge the body size of a doe or a deer when it's standing a hundred yards away. But he killed that one, and this one we got. He killed it. Yeah, very proud of him. So how how old is Jake? <clears throat> same age as me. Oh, cool. And you twenty five. Twenty six. Yeah. Yeah. Same age. Um, I'm not one year closer to 50 or anything. Yeah, it's not a big deal. I don't have anxiety. <laughs> I'm not, good, I'm not, man. I'm not anxious about it yeah, unless I'm I talk fine. about it. I'm <laughs> fine. I'm just, just going to finish this box of berries and hope they are poisonous. <laughs> oh, wait. If you think they're poisonous, maybe I want a couple after this, <laughs> after weekend. this weekend. But nice yeah. Phone call to Maddie. Yeah, we're in the hospital. What happened? <laughs> Toxic fruit. Toxic berries. <laughs> we knew it. No, we were aware. <laughs> oh. We actually have the antidote. We're fine. Yeah. But I'm not sure if I'm going to take it yet. But yeah, so that was my weekend. Rough. Uh, I'm, I'll, I will get back on the horse. It just might not be right away. Rough. I mean, I don't so, blame you. That yeah. is, yeah, that's demoralizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like if you're. You'll learn from it, and, and yeah, and, I, and I'm honestly so curious to learn about this. I know I can't wait to go shoot this gun. I hope I, it's like perfect. Ugh, I don't. That's gonna that's gonna suck so bad if I go and at forty yards, it's, it's just, just dead nuts. Yeah, it's just, I'm gonna be. I honestly, I don't. No, I, I think don't it's even gonna, know. Yeah, you'll have to you'll have to show me the spread. I will. Yeah, because uh, I think it'll be. I think it'll be really wide. Yeah, I do like too. Like a rectangular spread almost. Yeah. Well, like a horizontal rectangle the long ways. Yeah. Um, no, dude, that's tough. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I've never shot a, a buck in my life. I've never shot a, an animal over the size of a muskrat, but 
That's tough. Yeah. Mm, heartbreak. But we live, we learn, we get better. Yeah, so. now you're going to have an attachment to those does. Oh, no. see you next year, and they're going to be like, hey, <laughs> Seth. I, I might kill. Now, this is just spiteful <laughs> and projection. I'm aware. I'm aware of my wrongdoing, but I'm just going to kill as many deer as I can next year. I'm just, I am taking them out. And I'm going to use all the meat. I'm not going to let it go to waste, but I'll buy freezers if I have to. You just have two shotguns, pistol guns, <laughs> holding out like the Terminator. You're like. <laughs> I say this as if I could kill a deer. <laughs> At this point, I haven't proven that I can kill a deer. Uh, uh, anyway. That is, um. Yeah, no, that is. To, I understand why you your your eyes welled up slightly. Yeah. No, genuinely, they they I did. I know the amount of excitement you had, and I also saw a picture of you in your stand, and you were like, you had some words of affirmation. You're like, yeah, I'm out here gonna go get it today, and I was like, yeah, yeah, can't wait to hear about this because I can't hear about it now. It didn't happen. Uh, and yeah, man. Spoilers, it did not happen. Yeah. But Jake made it happen, so good for him. Good. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Everyone, if you're listening to this, round of applause. For yeah, I'm bringing it around. I would clap, but I got a beer in my hand. So. Uh, word I'll of the week cheers. this week is Jake. Go, Jake. Go, Jake. Congrats, Any? Jake. Great job, Jake. Um, yeah. Yeah, that is, that, is, that is a cool special moment. He'll he'll remember that yeah, forever. Yeah, for sure. Um, for so, sure. Yeah, I'm just happy to get, I got to be a part of it. So Yeah. For sure. I don't really know. Did Jake kill the deer? Did your dad kill the deer? Well, it's your dad's deer. In my eyes, the part of the story that I didn't share is I technically killed the deer. Really? Yeah. So Jake shot it. Then my dad shot it. Then I slit its throat because that deer still was not dead. When I tell you this was the toughest deer you've ever seen, I am not exaggerating. This deer is like six or seven years old, been shot twice. The first shot hit its lung. <laughs> Survived for seven hours, running over a mile. Still didn't die. Gets blasted with buckshot at 10 yards. Still not dead. I slit its throat. Dead. No. <laughs> Breathed. Until it drowned in its own blood. I don't even think this is appropriate to share on the podcast. I'm sorry for all you animal lovers. This life is tough. And then mm. we're at the top of the food chain. So that's tough for the deer. No. And we were trying to make it he as. Had all, he had all year to leave that property. <laughs> yeah. And you we were trying. Up, you could have ran up. We north. genuinely felt bad that this deer had to suffer so much. Like that's not what no, you want as a hunter. Good. That's why I went up to it and I literally slit its throat with a knife. Yeah. No, that's terrible. You don't want that. Like but I didn't also, enjoy that one bit, but it has to be done. I guess deer that lose all their teeth and are that old, they get buffalo hide. Just a <laughs> tough old son of a bitch, to be honest. I mean, that's it's crazy. And, you guys give him a name? No, we didn't. Like, hey. Yeah, but I was joking around with Jake. It's weird when you, what is it, um, when you give like animals human-like qualities, such as uh, names. Uh, personification. Yeah. I think it's personification. Yeah, that, and then like, what is it? I don't know, there's a word I'm looking for. Hmm. Personify is correct, but I think there's one I was looking for. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I was joking around with Jake that he actually didn't kill this deer. He just got the assist and I got it with the melee. So <laughs> it's a melee kill. One hit melee, dude. It works every time. Oh, 
Yeah. But anyway, that was my weekend, and hopefully I never have to share hunting stories like that again. I I hope you never, I never want to hear about that ever again. Yeah. I want to hear about, hey, man, I got a deer. Right. Here's some jerky. Here's some jerky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, are you, like I are you... Obviously, you're going to take a couple days. Are you, are you getting back out there? I'm going to try to. Work also got busy this week, so we'll see. I like The nice part about my job is when it's not busy, I have a lot of freedom. When it is busy, I'm there. And so I was able to sneak out all last week early because we weren't super busy, and this week we are. So I, I don't know, but we'll see. I, I probably will do like a late-season doe hunt, if you know, worst case, like right. in December or January, so. Hopefully meat will still be taken. We'll see though. So my fingers are crossed. Yeah, my mine too. Yeah, same mine too. With my toes. But <laughs> nice. Um, did you have a story you want to share, or should we go into foods? I thought. Yeah, I mean, we can definitely definitely go in. We got a we got a little bit here. We can just yeah. My weekend. I don't. I I don't want to talk about it anymore. Okay. Because I don't want. I, I had a good weekend. And I just don't no, want, I want to hear about it. It'll make me feel better. About It'll it make me feel better. No. No, Devin, I it's need like, you to share it's this. It's like I walk up to you and you're like, oh, my God, I have this really <clears> bad <throat> cut on my leg. And I'm like, yeah, look, here's some salt. <laughs> no, my weekend was still a really good weekend. I got to be outside. Yeah, I got no, to your weekend was good. watch a ton of deer. I ate chili and venison stew. I did not lose a game of euchre. Well, I never lost a series of euchre. So, I'm not very good at euchre. I had a good weekend, so share your story. And I hate it because anytime you're with people, it's always four people, and they're mm-hmm. like, let's play a card game. And I'm like, no. <laughs> there's only one, there's one game I know you're talking about, and it's euchre. You just got to learn how to play euchre. You I know how to play euchre. I'm just not very good at it. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by not very good? Like you I, don't... Just, I just don't get good hands. No. Gotcha. I had very good luck with euchre this weekend, so that's my win. That's good. So anyway... Share your story. Yeah, well, I mean, I was just gonna just briefly talk about my weekend. Um, just that—that that was it, really. We went to a concert. It was a really good concert. We weren't even supposed to go. Um, Sounds awesome. Yeah, and then what'd you got, see? Uh, Toby Noigwe, oh. who's like a oh. clean rapper slash R and B slash gospel. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we cool. got tickets for my sister and her husband. Um, they couldn't go. Um, and so we're, we just yeah. said, hey, what the heck? Fun time. Like nice. I said, we'll dive into it. I had a bunch of errands to run. And, you know, it was terrible on <laughs> Sunday. I had to catch up for the week. You know, I think you're is. making it worse. Long you're making days. it worse by acting like you didn't have a great week. You're making it worse. No, it's cool. Um, it, it was like it one was of those like things those where things. you don't plan on it. You really don't know what you're getting yourself into, and then it happens, and you're like, wow, that was really cool. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Awesome. Yeah, nothing crazy. I mean, I'm looking forward to the craziness that ensues in the next four days. Yep. Um, with family and food and Friends. beers and politics and <laughs> all of that. You yeah. You know how it goes. But no, it's I have a lot of driving the next couple of days. Um. Totally worth it, though. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. My, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. My, um... Yeah, so... Oh. Was it... No, no, no you, I was going to... You, you, <laughs> you can go. I, I did family Thanksgiving with my side of the family. 
last weekend. And this weekend we're going to hang out with my wife's parents. And then we're going up north with some friends for what we call Cabin Weekend. Do we ever talk about this? Yes. Okay, yeah. At the very beginning. I couldn't remember if we was before we, we started ago. we started recording or now. But that's that's my weekend. No, nice. And then you're do going you, do you normally do that a trade off? Like do you and Maddie normally have like an agreement? Yeah, last the last couple of years actually um well last year I didn't we just did her families. The years before that we had done it split cuz we weren't married yet. And I go hunting for things. Normally I like would go home on Wednesday I would hunt. Wednesday, Thursday, and so she would do it with her family. She's like, well, you're going to be hunting. And so we just did it split. And so then, yeah, we haven't had like a normal like year yet. Right. It's weird. Well, that's cool. That's exciting. Yeah. What are your What are your top three? Food. Top three. Food. Food items Thanksgiving, for Thanksgiving food. See, it's weird for me and my family. We don't have normal. We have semi-normal thanksgiving but like we come from a cuban background so like sounds like your food's really good though. it's delicious just think of latin and like spain mainland slash cuban um zing so like we have black beans and rice and uh, fried plantains and pork and um really fun different salads but then we also have like a turkey um, we have pumpkin pie. My uncle, the same one that went on the hike out in Spain, actually yep. makes the best pumpkin pie on the planet. I don't believe down, you. Hands down. I'm going to have to try it. I will bring, to I will. Well, Mike, if you, if you listen to this, cause it's going to get posted tomorrow and I think I'm seeing you on Friday, make an extra pumpkin pie so I can bring home to Seth and I. That rhymes. Let's go. Thanksgiving. Um, that's a Thanksgiving poem. That is a Thanksgiving poem. Um, so like we, we do that. Um, and then my family, uh, my immediate family, uh, we do last year we had a Cajun, um, sea fish broil. So awesome. we had like scallops and crab and lobster and corn and mussels. That sounds and delicious. And stuff in a massive yep. broil. Uh, and it was actually really funny cause Kelsey was like, does, um, does your family do seafood like every year for Christmas? I, I, it's not really my favorite. And I was like, oh no, that was like the first, like we do something different. Like one every year we had steaks. One, like, <laughs> That's funny. My family loves food. Um, and so we, I think this year we're doing a spiraled ham and a turkey, which is normal. Normal stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we don't do like cranberry sauce. Which really? no one really sh- like. No that's, one should. No one should. There's really no reason. Um, no one's I picking think, that to eat. Yeah. I just like. I think. Like, I think cousins made it a couple times. Hey, that's, yeah, cool. that's cool. Like, yeah, we're fitting in. Um, but like, <sighs> we we have like some pretty good. My mom makes like scallop really good scallop potatoes, or sometimes twice baked potatoes, oh, or sometimes so good mashed potatoes. Yep. Some any sort really of. any potato in any form, <laughs> I'll, I'll eat. That's for sure. Seriously, dude. So potatoes are so good. Um, so like we have like that. Uh, sometimes cheesy potatoes. Like it differs. Another great form of potato. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> um, but like I I love like a dish called ropas viejas or old clothes. 
It's like a Spanish Old dish. Clothes. That's what it translates to. Um, huh. It is. It's like one of my. Is that like pigs in a blanket? Not like, even. Because if no, no, no. Just oh. in terms of like the name, because like pigs in a blanket. If you were to be in a foreign country and you said it in Spanish, and you're like that translates to, and then said whatever that is, pigs in a blanket is in Spanish. They'd be like, "What the hell is that?" You know what I'm saying? Is yeah, it like yeah, that yeah. kind of a deal? Yeah. So like, <coughs> like if someone were to say like, "Oh, I had clothes old," because like ropas is like. Oh, clothes or yeah. something along those lines, rags, stuff like that. And viejas is old. Um, they'd be like, "What? Right? Like, what are you? What do you mean you had that?" Yeah. Um, but it is delicious. Top tier. Yeah, it's uh, technically known as like the national one of the national dishes of Cuba. But hmm. I mean that that's just the internet yeah. that right. says that kind of stuff. But it's. Uh, it's delicious, um, and maybe we'll make some, and then I can bring some, but it is delicious. Top tier. Top tier. I'm excited. So, I'm assuming that's in your top three? Yeah, yeah. So, it's like, um, I just looked up the ingredients list here. Two pounds, beef chuck roast, salt, pepper, olive oil, a yellow onion, a green bell pepper, a red bell pepper, six garlic cloves, cumin, paprika, oregano, dry white wine, white wine, beef broth, 16 ounces of crushed tomatoes, one cup pimiento or Spanish olives, quarter cup parsley, white rice with serving. I don't know. It's like the way you have the flank, like the chuck steak. and stuff sounds really good. Um, I love all the potatoes that I said. Yep. Can't go wrong with a potato. Never met a starch yeah. I didn't like. Yeah, I also just love black beans and rice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, what about you? I'm a big stuffing guy. Oh, I've t- I totally forgot stuffing was a thing. Yeah. We have I'm, stuffing sometimes. I'm a big stuffing guy. I I mean, I'm not a huge turkey guy. I like potatoes. I mean, in any form. So turkey if they're like served mashed, if they're served twice baked, if they're cheesy, whatever, I'm into I, it. I'm with you just real quick on the turkey thing. Like, it can go dry so quick. Yeah. And then once you have dry turkey. Nah. Mm-mm. And even even turkey that's made right and it's not dry, you know, 30 minutes later, it just feels dry again. I don't know. I'm just yeah. not a big turkey guy, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, me neither. Um, but stuffing, good stuffing, like moist, good stuffing. Oh. That's the good stuff. So any sort of potato stuffing. And then honestly, honey glazed ham. I love ham. Big ham guy. In in a world where it's popular to like turkey on your sandwich and not ham, I'm a ham guy all the way. Yeah. I think it's the superior meat. That's just me. So I don't love all ham, but a spiraled ham, honey glazed. Oh, so you want to talk delicious. So <clears throat> last weekend we went home. We should probably wrap it up after this. But well, I got a story right after this. Okay, okay. So after, after your story, we'll wrap it up. It's Thanksgiving. We're in the spirit of giving an extra long podcast. Um, my mom makes meatloaf. In fact, it used to be what I would request on my birthday. We didn't go out to eat on birthdays. Like you got a home-cooked meal was like the thing. And so when I would tell that to people, they'd be like, ugh meatloaf i'm like yeah but like it's not 
trust me, it's good. And even my wife, she was like, well, meatloaf. We went home last weekend and we're having our like Thanksgiving meal, which it wasn't a Thanksgiving meal. It was just like a nice meal. We're all together in the spirit of Thanksgiving. My mom made her traditional meatloaf, which is 10 out of 10, would eat again. I'm I'm a meatloaf fan, so I'm down and about. Then she made a stuffed meatloaf that had like spinach and other goodies inside of it. Yeah. I really good. Then she made a third meatloaf. Oh my, she just stuffed out. meatloaf wrapped in crescent roll. So and then cooked. like a beef wellington, but it was like a Yes. a meatloaf yes. thing tin. And all of them were good. All of them were delicious. Even my wife who doesn't like meatloaf was like, "Oh yeah, like if if that's what you're considering meatloaf, then I like meatloaf." Like that was really good. It's really So, easy. shout out mom. Really easy to mess meatloaf up. Like 90% yeah. of the meatloaf yep. on the market. I would never Bad order meatloaf. it at a restaurant unless I was going there because they were known for their, for their meatloaf. Like, I would. that's never a risk I'm taking at a restaurant. Never. But in terms of things that my mom makes, meatloaf is 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 top four, yeah. probably, maybe even higher. I want to try the meatloaf. Yeah, it's really good. Five she makes stars. like her own homemade sauce, which is really just like ketchup and brown sugar, but delicious. I don't know. I might actually try it. Even though I hate ketchup, but it doesn't, it, it doesn't, it doesn't have a ketchupy vibe. Yeah, that's the thing. It works. Yeah, it, yeah. In this instance, it's. But if something needs the sauce, it can't stand alone. Then, eh, you know, it's probably this, good. But this can this, stand, this alone. Can stand alone. So even yeah. if you had it without sauce. Yeah. But anyway, uh, just, I was just going back on the ham thing. Yeah. Um, when the world shut down last year, um, my my mom came and dropped off a bunch of groceries for me. Um, just as as, a, as, as a, mothers do, yeah, as a mom thing, as a thank you, uh, and she brought me a whole spiraled ham. <laughs> um, and she was like, "Yeah, you and Addison can eat this. Addison's a vegetarian." I had a whole spiraled <laughs> ham, and I ate ham breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. Amazing for a week and a half. Ham lovers unite, baby, dude. One, I was like, "Mom, I don't know," and she's like. Throw it in the oven. It's super easy. Yeah. Pull it out. Put the sauce or the glaze back on. Put it back in. Now, I cooked it's so good. spiral ham. It's so good. And I I I eat ham every day for a week. I still love ham. Yeah, ham is delicious. It, it gets so a bad rap. Man, I had eggs. Like yeah. I had omelets with ham inside. Yep. I had ham sitches. Yep. I had mashed potatoes with ham. Um, ham is the ham is great. Yeah, and then I had a, a big old bag left of ham, um, which ended up unfortunately going to waste mm. because I just couldn't eat it right. fast enough. There's a lot of ham. There's so There's much a lot of ham. ham. Oh, that's um, funny. Um, but as soon as you said that, I laughed and I was like, "The lat." I think the last time I had ham, I had ham. <laughs> had ham. <laughs> I went ham <laughs> on some ham. Oh, ham! Ham is our is my silent hero. Yeah. It, it it gets a bad rap. It doesn't get all the praise. Yeah. Um, it doesn't get all the praise, no. Seth. You're right. Yeah. Silent hero. Well, shall we? Shall um, we wrap this up? Yeah, man. I um I I just first of all I just want to preface this um by saying that was a tragic story about your weekend and I, I'm sorry. Thanks for, but, for that. It'll turn around. You're yeah. going to totally get a deer. But here's to hoping. 
here's yeah, here's the hoping. But it's not as tragic as the story um, you told me beforehand of when you came across the last living dodo bird. Yeah. Oh. And you were there in its final moments. And I didn't even along. know there were dodo birds in that part of the world. And to we'll just talk about it next week. I'll just, I gotta. Yeah, it's yeah. been too much. It's it. <clears throat> It's an emotional episode, but next week we'll talk. We, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be. We'll have <clears> family <throat> time under our belts. Yeah. We'll have. Yep. Uh, in your, in I'll your be more cabin week under your yep. belt. Yes, uh, I think we'll be good. Anyway, <sighs> just a lot. Everyone, I hope who is listening and everyone who is not have an absolutely happy Thanksgiving. Distellerist. Yeah. Uh, take some time. Hang out with the ones you love. Yep. Be thankful for everything in your life, whether it's yeah. us, um, <laughs> you know, chatting with you every week, whether it's uh, the dog who sits uh, on the couch and hangs with you every day, whether it's the deer in your freezer right now. Be thankful. <laughs> too soon. It's just too soon. <laughs> My mic cut out right when you said that, too, so I couldn't even... He couldn't even respond. I got to figure that out. Why, why I'm that's the only one that heard you say it. <laughs> it's too soon. Anyway, I, I'm being serious, though. Um, this is a time to, to give thanks yeah. to everything in your life. Um, yeah. Seth, I'm thankful for you. Same to you. Um, thankful for everyone out there listening. Um, yeah, happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Enjoy some food, watch some football, and... Go Lions. Go. Go. Go Tim Boyle's Lions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And on that note, peace out. <laughs>